Welcome to the new world. <laughs> You're most welcome to this podcast. Hope you enjoy. Let's get started. Good morning, my brother. <laughs> Good morning, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, I just want to introduce to, to our listeners, this is the New World Podcast. And the inspiration for this podcast is Isaiah 11. And I just want to take some time to just read read this verse of scripture and just um, so we can just start it off right. And... Isaiah 11, just to give the background, really goes into the reality of the new world, of this millennial age that um, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, um, will usher in by his people, by his body. And so I just want to read that very quickly to set the tone for what we're doing. And it says, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. And the branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness, he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips. He shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins and faithfulness the belt of his waist. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. Oh my God. (laughs) The leopard shall lie down with the young goat the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. (laughs) Their young ones shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. Then shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the water cover the sea. And in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people. For the Gentiles shall seek him and his resting place shall be glorious. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the New World Podcast. I'm here live with my brother, Brother Darrell. And in a second, I just want you introduce yourself but i want to give a little background um for what we're going to be talking about today because i really want us to get into we have we have deep conversations about this about about the new world that the lord wants to establish and and what role we play in that here and now um but also we know that there's a lot of perpetration going on um because we have an enemy that 
that is also very strategic in his thinking. And he has he has sought to be like the Lord for such a long time. And his punishment is hellfire and to be the ugly devil that he is. And we see in, in our day, in our time, a lot of evil being perpetrated as good. And specifically, um, to get more practical than what I'm talking about, um, the nation that we live in, the United States of America, as great as some of the things that have been established here, there's also been an underlying perpetration. And it's, it's been built off of um, what we, conversations we had extensively, um, it's been built off of um, Freemasonry. It's been built off of um, the, the Masonic order. And I just wanted to have a conversation because I know my grand my grandfather was actually part of the Masonic order. He was um he's passed he's 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 gone on, but he was actually um born in Nigeria, raised in Nigeria. Um, he worked for the government there, and my father told me um a while back when I was young. He said before his his father died um during his transformation that he had um he he told he confessed to him that at the root of of the Masonic order that it was demonic. And um that blew me away to hear from my father's lips, but I, I knew that what he was saying was true. And he also told me that at one point in their life, his brother, as he was crossing over and journeying journeying into adulthood and was trying to decide what he was going to do with his life, that his father invited him to um be part of the Masonic Order. And my father said, luckily, his brother had already got accepted into a school and was on a different path. And um, so with that, I, I want to um, introduce um, my brother, Brother Darrell. Um, can you just tell the people a little bit about yourself? Um, I, I just want to let y'all know this is a, um, a very unique man of God. Um, there's not a lot of people that I know that have the wisdom the honor, the integrity, and knowledge um, that this man of God has. Um, and he's very, very humble. Very, very humble. He's a unique gift um, to the ministry of God, but I don't, not only to the ministry of God, to the world around him. So I just want you to take some time to introduce yourself um, as much as you feel comfortable. If you would also like to um, give um, a briefing of your family history, and how all of this connects as well. And then once you introduce yourself, we'll jump right into our topic. Okay. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you, uh, Brother Michael, uh, for allowing me to come on to the podcast and um, to be able to share, to help others. Um, and uh, it's a great honor and privilege to um, just to be connected. You're welcome. First of all, I, yes, uh, first of all, I would like to just uh, start by um, just saying, you know, <clears throat> I had a family growing growing up in uh, South Georgia. My granddad was a, a Freemason, and <clears throat> a lot of things happen uh, in the Freemason. And a lot of people say, "Well, uh, how did you come into it?" Well, one of the things was I didn't got into it that my grandfather was so well known in Freemasonry that he wanted all of his grandsons to, to be a part of it. Wow. So my grand, my grandmother was an Eastern star. 
And by the way, um, I am a, a minister, um, and I've been ministering for quite a few years since 1999. And I started off in the uh, Baptist belief of uh, of my Christianity walk was I was Baptist, and so was my grandfather and my grandparents and my parents. And during this time, uh, so my granddaddy wanted us to be a part of, of the Masons, but because we were so young, we couldn't be a part of the Masons because we couldn't actually uh, cross over. So they have this thing called the Knights of Pythagoras. And so we was a, a part of Knights of Pythagoras and being able to come in uh at a young age and seeing all these things happen, all these rituals and, and seeing all this uh, secrecy. I really didn't know at the time because I wasn't spirit filled to understand all this. I was still a young man, but later years later, we continued to have our meetings and we had, you know, uh, uh, worship for master. We had our own worship for master and we did our own, uh initiation type things just like the the regular lodge would do we did those things in preparation for being masons and during that time i didn't quite understand it all so i would go and talk to my grandmama because my grandmama was an eastern star so it's the women parts of the uh, um freemasonry so years later I, I felt like it was I was being called to a, a different place in my life once I came to Christ and the whole thing of coming back to uh, Freemasonry my dad was still kind of operating and, and going to meetings and he pulled away slowly and from there um, but do I yes I'm here can you hear me no it, it cut out oh man you can just pick up from where you where where you left out. It's all good. We here. I don't know where. I don't know where where. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, so just go ahead. Yeah. So, and in, in addition to what I was saying is that my father was a Freemason. He was going in to the meetings, and he began to pull away. He began to pull away. The um family began to pull away also from different things as far as church services and things like that. A lot of people asked the question, you know, can a Freemason still be a Freemason and be a Christian? And there are things that a Freemason, I don't, I don't know what aspect, uh, Brother Michael, you want to get into it. If you want to just go ahead and start talking um, about the Freemasonry and, and how it affects uh, a person who is a Christian. Speak on it, my brother. Um, there's freedom. This I, I, I want our listeners to know that we're, we're going to have open conversations, and okay. we we want to be free. We we don't want to be held back. This is this is um this is this is talk that I would say is 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 deep conversation that hey we we might not have with every you know um every single person, but it's open for everybody is it to be exposed to if they would like to. But we, I want us to um, just be honest at the end of the day because it's the truth that sets people free. Um, Amen. 
and 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 that's what we're here for. We want to bring a, um, a raw, a real reality, not just based off of fiction, but based off of what we know. And okay. um, so that's why we're having these conversations, you know, because um, that's what we're here for. I know your heart, um, you know my heart, and um, and the, I know the integrity of your heart and Amen. who you are. So I want you to be free, my brother. To okay. Speak freely. Okay. So, as far as a Christian and the Christian standpoints, when I became a Christian, I got spirit filled. Um, I went through for years this this understanding and this reading, trying to research my Bible and get an understanding, and I found out that masonry do a lot of things that go against what my Christian beliefs actually say. Like, for instance, one of the things was taking a, and making an oath. You you make an oath. The Bible says it's better not to make an oath than to make an oath. And see, in the New Testament, uh, in Matthew, uh, it talks about uh, not making or swearing uh, because you can't give your hair, you know, one gray hair or one black hair. Don't swear. And it's the oath is swearing in and swearing into a place to, of secrecy. Hmm. So you that you won't talk about the things that go on in the Masonic Lodge. And so I began to to kind of like uh, just look at my life and seeing like, did I really want it to join? And I didn't want to join because I, I realized that I wasn't going to take any more oaths, only you can only serve one master and his name is Jesus. But when you're coming in and swearing up under oath, you're taking this to oath of secrecy and not being able to, uh, how can you say, have true functionality. Because mm. if you go back and, and look at, you know, the Freemasons, um, how the, the 33rd degree, how they get up to the 33rd, most, most, most people who are in the African community, our African-American community, they stop at 33rd. They don't continue to go on up higher third degree. And so the thing at that, at the end and the top of this is saying, can, can you break that down as well, brother Durrell? Um, for the people that may not understand what you're saying, can you break, as you, as you, as you explaining, can you break down what you just said? Okay. So there are different levels and different degrees that you can get and obtain when you come into uh, Freemasonry. And say, for instance, um, you you come in and then you you do certain things. And and, and let's let's be honest. Uh, first of all, that people who do Freemasonry, most of them are good people because the whole thing is set up around doing good. That's great. It's set up around showing character, like That's they, good. like like they they model the Christian beliefs, so right. it wouldn't so it wouldn't be unacceptable in church because it was at the Christians in the, in the Christian church and and the, the background that these people were actually infiltrating these particular places, right. and so a lot of times what happened is men would take positions in churches and and they were also part of Freemasonry. So you got the different levels. You got your different um, 
levels of of accomplishment, if you will. So the 33rd degree is kind of like at the top of where you see most people taper off at. But one of the things that I realized as, you know, a young man looking and just researching my Bible, when you come in and you have a worshiper master, you're you're saying right now you're up on a subjection upon this leadership, this role as a Freemason. Then you try to flip it and go back as a Christian and saying that you're up under Jesus Christ because now you're in the church as a Christian. It's like somebody's being, you're, you're manipulating uh, your own self in, in, in this situation because what happens, God already said you can't serve two masters. You're going to either love one or hate the other. So what happens for years, people never, they never even look at the, the dynamics of what it, what will happen because some people are prosperous when they come in working principles. So yes. you work principles, principles from God works. It doesn't matter. It's for the just as well as the unjust. That's why you see people who may not be considered as Christians prospering, prospering and not actually saying that they are Christians. Maybe mm. even maybe even saying that they're ag agnostic. So, however, the thing is, those are principles that come from the Christian beliefs. So, That's the right. Freemasonry has a, a has has seen early on. I think his name is Hiram Abif. Is, mm. is the guy who actually was at the top of this whole Freemasonry, and they talk about uh, the great architect. You know. And being able to see that, you know, it was talking about if you go back and look in the Bible, where the Hirams are considered architects to build in Solomon's temple. So you look in, you know, this this gentleman was killed uh, because he wouldn't give up the secrecy to the Masonry, Sonic, Freemason. And so a lot of people have used this and, and they talk about, you know, the Illuminati the you know saying the secret society of the freemasonry see god ain't in secret mm, god, god ain't in secret god ain't got it god ain't in secret you know what he does what he does he's a he, he allow us to like brother was saying earlier to freely have conversation freely he said freely i give you know god so loved that he gave the world you know he gave the world this uh, opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He's a gentleman, so he's not going to force on you and say, hey, but when the judgment comes, it's already judgment that's been set for different types of sectors that go against the word of God. That's correct. So we have so many people out here who are looking at Freemasonry as harmless. Say, oh, oh, I think that Freemasonry is good and Eastern Star. And the reason why because we have so many people in our community that are doing good things. And they're saying, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. And then and the, and the end of the day, they're using secret handshakes, secret signs of Freemasonry to get their things accomplished, to get things done in this secret society. Well, God is saying, I'm not a part of this. Uh, Jesus, 
He said, this is, this is not a part of it. You come under the blood of Jesus Christ, you don't need the Freemasonry. Indeed. That's why a lot of people find things happening in their lives and in their families that they don't even know that this is a demon over their life. Speak on it, oh. brother. So what happens when you connect to these things, things such as premature death, cancer, uh, you will see these things to the other Freemasons and these things because these are are things that happen after connecting yourself to this spirit and this spirit it lays dormant it lays dormant and it grabs hold to future generations if it can because the bible talks about how it would skip a generation you know after three generations it would skip a generation so but what happens when we get people who are so engulfed in freemasonry they get blind to the things of god and they begin to pull away from God and pull away from the church. And they don't realize it's this spirit that's over them that's pulling them away. And they don't know why they was mad with the deacon bull. They don't know why they was mad with the pastor. So these things keep them away from the things of God. It's like oil and water. It won't mix. Deep, deep, deep. And that actually, Brother Darrell, you're touching on something that is very powerful because... Like you said, people that start off in in the Masonic order, in, in Freemasonry, um, are not bad people. I've met a lot of people that were Freemasons that were good people. Mm -hmm. I met different different type of Freemasons, you know, um, and different people that are part of this order. But the thing about it is that who do you at, at the top of that structure? You can only go as far. Or you can only become integrally at what's at the top of that structure or that system. Right. So the question is, who do you have to become to advance in this structure? Who do you who do you have to be? Who is the person that you have to become as you're working, as you're developing within this system? And that's what I want the listeners to think about, because what you're saying is so deep. And it brings us into our transition of of the actual discussion of the demonic energy and power that is at the top of that system and i want us to break that down a little bit because what what people need to understand about this this is and i, I want our listeners to know this is an extensive conversation we're 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 really just like scratching the surface right now there's mm. so much information it's over it's overwhelming amount of information um but i want us to scratch scratch the surface and really to go from the physicality to the spirituality that's behind it because those are the things that are influencing every physical thing that we see is there's a spiritual world behind that and i want us to understand the spiritual breakdown of how these align and how it's parallel to what my brother is saying right now is what well, i want i want our listeners to understand that lucifer himself he, he his his desire was never to be the devil no, we need to understand that. Thank you, brother. It wasn't. He 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 wanted to be like God. People think that Lucifer was an angel. He was not an angel. He was a cherub. He was a cherubim. 
And a cherubim is in high is a higher order than an angel. Um, if mm -hmm. anything, he was the closest created being to God because cherubims were the covering of God. They um they symbolized wherever they were the divine presence of God. They were the covering. They were the wings that covered the presence of God. So he was close. It says that the the the, the, the he had organs built in him, instruments built in him, precious stones in his um in his vesture, and um it says he was the um perfection of beauty, um the seal of beauty. So he was he was glorious in all his ways and that wasn't enough for him he wanted to his treason was that he wanted to be like the most high god he, here's a created being created by god wanted to be even higher he wanted to come up to where god was and be on the same level on the same plateau as god and that was his treason his punishment was hellfire mm -hmm. Listeners, listening, hell wasn't created for you, it was created for Satan. But we by choice can and 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 the illusion and deception can join Satan in his um destiny in hellfire, but it's not God's will, it's not his purpose, neither is his its destiny for us. That was for Satan and his angels. Satan, as consequence for his treason, now is the big old bad ugly devil. He doesn't want to look like the devil. He wants to be beautiful. He wants to be glorious. That was his intent. That was his ambition in the first place was to be glorious. He wanted to be in heavenly places at the very top with God. His punishment was hellfire at the very bottom and to look ugly, to be this hideous creature that um, is unbearable. So with that in mind, I want you to understand that the devil is not appearing as a devil. Even our, the scripture tells us that when he when he appears before people, him and his ministers, they appear as angels of light. His right. desire still is to be like God. So when we're pointing out the perpetration here, you're going to see a lot of good because the devil never wanted to. His punishment wasn't to be evil. He he he. It, even though he was evil, it was evil was found in his heart because he wanted to be like God. As he wanted to be, he, he wanted to be exalted. He was lifted. That was his treason. And he's still perpetrating this evil, but he can't, he can't do good because he's evil. He, he's integrally evil, but he appears good because, because that's, he, he, he wants to be like God. That's his perpetration. So in breaking down the systems of our nation, I want to let you know that God has a, a higher order established for creation. That he um he wants to establish a world a, a world that is without flaw, a world that does good, a world that is based off of principles and structure and order, and Satan knows that. That's why he perpetrates it, but he perpetrates it with perversion mixed in it. So we can see good, and then within it we see perversion, and we and then it confuses people like, wow, this person was doing good, but here there's perversion mixed in the root of the system or the acts or behavior of what they're doing. And that's not God. That's Satan's confusion to bring division, um, to bring strife, and to make people fall off the way and, and, and ultimately bear consequences and a fate with him. Um, and that's not God's heart. Neither is it God's will. Um, yeah. So, Brother Durrell, if you can, um, you can continue on. I, want, I, I, I do want us to talk about some of the, the foundations of of this nation a lot of people may have a mis a misconception about um 
just the structure of our nation, which was founded on, on Christian principles. Let's make no doubt about it. But within that, what we're talking about, it was built off of um, Freemasonry, which, as my brother was um, explaining, has a lot of Christian principles in it. And there's something as a, a sidebar I want to mention is that um, a, a lot of people think that all the all Africans that came here were slaves. That is not correct. Um, there were um, Africans that blacks that were here that were not serving as slaves, but were actually serving as guides um, to the leaders of this nation. And they were people that were adept in um, the Masonic order, what we would call Masonic principles. And they help establish the foundation. I mean, if you do your research on this yourself, yourself as a listener, you'll see, um, look to look at what's associated with skulls and bones and, and, and the Freemason order and even the leaders of this, of the, of the founding leaders of this nation. Now I will say, I don't believe that all the intent was bad. I believe there was, there was a, um, definitely a foundation of really trying to establish truth and build and build a nation that, that was under the rulership of God. But when there is perversion that has crept into, um, into, into that system, it's, it's infected and it, it, it can't yield for the fruit that God's heart actually is. And in, and in talking about the foundation of Freemasonry, I want us to understand, just to give some background before we move forward, is that the Solomon of Temple, and my brother Darrell just tapped into it a little bit, is that the Solomon of Temple is the, is the model and the foundation for the Masonic order. And, and with that, what's beautiful about Solomon's Temple? We can't talk about Solomon's Temple without talking about David. David was a man that was after God's heart. Um, and David himself um, could not build a house for God. He had a radical way of thinking because God said, co-signed him and said that he had he was a man after his heart. If we look even deeper, the very translation is that David's heartbeat beat to God's heartbeat. He had God was saying that David's heartbeat was in sync with God's heart, that he ha he had God's heart in him, that mm -hmm. he was a person that functioned with God's heart, with God's understanding for humanity, for God's understanding for the world. And with that, David thought so future. He talked future age and establishing the things of God. And David was a man that, that understood the spirituality of God's heart. And he built something called the Tabernacle of David, which invited every tongue, every creed, different people. They weren't even be believers could come before the, the very presence of God, which in the Tabernacle of Moses, they could only come to once a year. But yet he had all people before the Tabernacle of God and they danced and they played tambourines and it was okay. You know, only one person died um, for a mistake they made. But other than that, everybody, everybody was having fun in the presence of God. And he had he had revelations of God that, that no one understood because he had God's heart. And David understood the spirituality and the atmosphere of what God wanted to do in his heart for humanity. But he also wanted to put structure and um, structure behind the spirituality of what he knew God's heart was. So he wanted to build God a house. David wanted a place where God could be housed. So with that, David um, had in his heart to build God a house and God gave him the vision and the blueprint for doing this. But David was never able to establish it because David was a man of war. David had many troubles in his life and he, he had blood on his hands. So he himself could not establish um, 
this house, but God allowed his son to do it because his, he was born in a time of peace. Solomon was brought forth in a time of peace and his hands were clean. And God allowed Solomon to build him a house. And David gave the blueprint for um, the, this house of God. Now, it's beautiful. Let me break down. If, if, you, if you, my listeners that are listening, if you do not know about the tabernacle of Moses, I would advise you to research that. The tabernacle of David, please research it. These are beautiful temples. The tabernacle of David was radical, but the tabernacle of David, as great as it was, does not compare, neither does the tabernacle of Moses, to the temple of Solomon, the house of God that David gave his son the blueprint to build. Because this blueprint symbolized heaven on earth. It symbolized God coming to dwell on earth with his people, literally bringing heaven to earth and establishing this new world, which was the heart. It was, it was, a, it was um, a type and a model for the future age that God wanted to reign in, um, not only in the future, but here and now as dwelling with his people. And it was something that ushered in the Shekinah glory of God. I mean, they were walking on gold. You know, Solomon had gold everywhere. I mean, he had things made out of gold. Now, I want to get even specific of how this, this ties into the, to the Masonic order and the perpetration because Solomon in, um, inquired and um, employed um, Hiram, who was the architect of Solomon's temple. Mm-hmm. And Solomon's temple, as we talked about, is, is the most glorious thing that has been seen. And God had to give Solomon wisdom to build this temple, to, 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 um, to judge his people because God knew off of Solomon's own wisdom and intellect, he could not do it. It was too great of a task. And God knew that. And that's why God gave Solomon the test because he knew he was going to need God's wisdom to um, accomplish what God wanted him to accomplish. So God, Jesus appeared to Solomon in, in his trouble and he asked him, what does he want? And Solomon asked for wisdom. And God knew he was going to need wisdom. So he gave him that. But because of his humble request, he gave him riches beyond anybody before. And, and the wisdom that he needed to judge his people but this wisdom was also incorporated to build the temple of God, Solomon's temple. And with that, I want us to get back to the, to the principles of this person, Hiram. Hiram was the son of a widow. The Bible says, if you read, um, it, Hiram is the person that we would consider the master builder of the temple of Solomon. So, the Temple of Solomon, as we have said, is the model for what we would consider this new world, this new age, heaven on earth, establishing a new structure, a new way to influence um, society, to shape society, to shape the culture around us, to have structure and to have higher order in, in the reality of the world that we live in. So that is the model that you hear um, people that are high in Freemasonry talk about. They consider themselves master builders. Master builders. And there's a person, if, if you guys don't know, because as my br- brother Darrell has stated, it was heavily in, um, in churches and religion and in different spirits of society. There's a gentleman by the name of Joseph Smith. Mm-hmm. And he was the creator of 
the Mormon church. Yes. Self was, um, was a mass, we would be, yeah, a high level Freemason, what we would call a, a, a master builder, um, a 33 degree Freemason. He was, he, he established the Mormon church off of the principles of Freemasonry. And within that brotherhood, there's a pact that the secrets of, of, of Freemasonry shouldn't be revealed, if not under oath, at that level, at such a high level, that the Brotherhood could come and kill, um, kill, kill whoever was revealing such secrets. And it is believed that at his death, he was in prison for treason. The mob came and murdered him. And it's believed that he was murdered by fellow Freemasons. And before he died, this is the words of Joseph Smith. He said, is there, is there, is there any mercy you know, for the widow's son? Now, who's the widow's son? Hiram. Hiram. The master builder of Solomon's temple. This is called um, a, a, the prayer of a, of a mason's distress. They say, I'm, you just using my own words. That right. is 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 it's a prayer of distress, and you use that in the presence of of other other Freemasons. So obviously, for him to cry out to cry out in such a manner means there were other Freemasons there. He recognized Freemasons there. They came to murder him from his own from his own brotherhood. They came to to murder him, and his cry wasn't to God. His cry was to 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 this system and to the brotherhood. Of, of, of masonry and he said is there not any mercy for the widow's son as a master builder identifying himself as Hiram the builder of Solomon's temple so they believe to be establishing a new world order but I hope that you're starting to, you're, you're, you can, you're connecting the dots and able to see where the perpetration is Brother Durrell, you have some feedback. Um, and, and in addition to what he's saying about Hiram, um, there are uh, what they call master builders. So, and you know, a lot of people they would say, "Oh, well, what is a master builder?" So you get into the aspect of them being able to take care of their family, take care of their community, and they're saying that these are good attributes for being this particular person you have these attributes but there are different types of freemasonry see and the thing was when we talked about earlier muslims can be freemasons hindus can be freemasons you know and see jesus christ don't sit on the top of any of that so what happens we have the masonic order of you know, Masons now, and they would say, well, we believe in Jesus. All the other ones, they can believe whatever they want to believe. But the end of the day is, it's still not God. See, God said, I'm a jealous God. Mm. He said, worship, worship no other God except me. He said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy strength, and thy mind. And the second unlike is, is like unto it, to love thy neighbor as thyself. This is in the New, New, New Testament that Jesus is talking and he's telling us, you know, what the commandments are. And he asked him, 
what was the you know commandments and now what happened you would see a lot of people they're doing other things and there are shriners that's one of the major ones here are the shriners and they raise a lot of money they do a lot of great things because they raise millions of dollars but only one fourth of that money is actually going to the hospitals that they have built these hospitals and they have done things and I know people who have benefited from the Shriners once again going back to what I'm saying that they do good in order to cover up who is truly at the top like brother Michael was talking about earlier so you see and they're becoming a falling away and a pulling away from the church and from the things of God and what happens you will see people will say oh they do good so it's harmless let's bring them in let's accept them let's do this and that's how it is easily twisted see a wicked thing in the bible is not talking about people who were unsaved wicked was talking about christians who had been turned who had turned away from god and began to turn towards the things of evil evil so that's what became wicked in the matter and so it's turned, it's turned away from God. Christians, it's, it's not talking about sinners here when, when the Bible referred to wickedness. So a lot of times we as people, we don't really research the matter before we begin to join ourselves. That's correct. Things here in, in the world. So you, you, you go in blindly and then you don't, you take this oath when you get in there that you don't reveal any secrets. So therefore, you know, they say, oh, you can give a letter and be quiet. That was a uh, worshipful master would say, well, give me a letter of intent and um, just be quiet and go on about your business. But don't reveal any of our secrets of the order. You can denounce your masonry and your involvements. You don't send no dues. But a lot of times what I see the guys still are not free because they don't come back to God and you got to ask God for repentance of those sins. You got to come back before God and say, Jesus Christ, see the, the Freemasons say any God. So they don't, they don't clarify that is, is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay. My God, Jesus Christ, Yahshua, Amashia. They don't talk about him being at the top, him being, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. See, being Lord of Lords. See, there are other Lords and a lot of people out here serving other Lords. So what happened is they're not serving the King of Kings. So and when Solomon's uh, temple was being built and they were talking about, you, you know when the end times come because Solomon's temple will begin to be rebuilt. So the Freemasonry got their own Bible and it's open to the public. But they know because it's open to the public because they have their own signs and teachings that they don't reveal so you can understand exactly all that there is in in that particular Bible. However, it's not the Bible that Jesus and God was God inspired. It's man inspired. Kind of like what my brother was talking about, you know, with the whole Mormon thing. It, it, but it appears to be like it's it's a part of Christ. 
It appears to be like that. And then you find yourself falling away. Some will actually come and be enlightened and have a, a like, they will have a Saul to Paul moment. And that's what we're praying for today, that that you listeners will have a Saul to Paul moment Amen. while you are on here listening. That that on your way to Damascus, you will get enlightened because I know you say you're brothers that travel of, of light. You're traveling brothers of light. However, the true light, because like Brother Michael was stating, Satan has light as well. He, he appears like light. He has angels of light. So you got to ask yourself, when you see this light, ask yourself, is this Jesus Christ crucified and saved and risen from the dead? Ask yourself. Mm. Ask that, yourself. That's deep. That's because deep. if not, if you don't get an answer yes in your heart, my God, you know that you're part of Satan's light. See, oh the, my moon, the moon, the moon shines its best when it's dark. The moon is always out. <laughs> but it only takes a little bit of light from God to be seen. And it can be seen anywhere. It doesn't have to be, it don't have to be dark. Because when you come into God, your light shine all the time. Amen. And he said, let your light shine that men may be able to see the good work that he has started in us. And see, a lot of times we come, there's a process. And some of our listeners may have came in just like through family. Some may have came in through going to the army and being joined with the masonry because you was wanting to be connected with your friends in the army. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of uh, Shriners, they don't even allow the other Masons to come and visit their, their lodges. There's still separation in there. There's still this here separate but equal. But the thing is, God is saying, I'm not a part of any of it. He's not a part of it. He's not a part of it. You try to say these things, but this is what happens. The Bible say, Jesus said, yes, you did do all these things in my name, but I knew you not. Do Christ know you? Do mm -hmm. Christ know you? The hope of glory. Do he know you? My God. When, yes. And he will answer your prayer when you say, God, I have sinned before thee and man. Forgive me for the sins that I have committed. And the things that I have done, considering this, and denounce it, denounce, denounce it, denounce it. Get before God and let him know where you stand in it. And then let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Don't go swearing in on, on these things. Because what happened, you get bound. And it's a binding of the spirit. It's not a binding of your body because you can still move and walk. So a lot of times what happens when these people get bound, they don't even know you bound. It's just like saying, for instance, you could take a, a warm water and throw frogs in it and they'll cause it's warm and just continue to turn on till it get hot and they'll stay in there and die. But if you take them in hot water and throw in hot water, they'll jump straight out because they know the water's hot. That's right. If there's no lid, there's no lid on it. But see, there's no lid on yours. So you in this here warm water 
you being, in my analogy, you're being cooked because Satan want to sift you as wheat. Keep us away from the things of God and keep you from being able to have that divine relationship with Christ that he desired for you to have. So many people have been led astray because of this. And like Brother Michael was talking about our country in its intent, it was an intent to do good for the better of man. However, God don't need for man to make something uh, idle and try to compare it to him. Just like when the people That's was right. making the Tower of Babel, trying to get to heaven. Uh-uh. God said, let me come down and get that. Let me, let me, let me, let me get that down real quick. See, yep. then, Jesus, then Jesus came back and said, there is no other way to the Father. That's correct. By me. So a lot of people are trying to get to Jesus. And see, that's where, going back to what he was talking about, my man who said, you know, at the end of his life, you know, he made this prayer, this messianic prayer. You know, but the thing is this. Jesus Christ wasn't sitting in the end of that. You understand that Jesus Christ was not at the end of that. Jesus right. Christ. Jesus Christ is the one who give life and can take it away. You shouldn't be worrying right. about a man who could kill you, your body. He can't kill your spirit and your soul. So you should be worrying more concerned about who can take the body and the soul. Because we right. all have an account. That's right. And just going back to what my brother was talking about, uh, man, we we're probably gonna have to do a part two of this. Um, like I said, we're just scratching the surface. Um, we 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 got about an hour. We got about ten minutes left in the show. But just like my brother was talking about, even with the nation, it was a few things that you said that. Oh man, my my spirit was jumping. It just like you said that they have a Bible that's for the public, but they're hidden secrets in there as well. I wanted, I wanted to, I want to Albert Pike in his Bible of Freemasonry, Morals and Dogma, he writes, Masons like all religions, all the mysteries, hermeticism and alchemy conceals its secrets from all except the adepts and sages or the elect and the uses of false explanations and misinterpretations of the symbols to mislead those who deserve to be misled, to conceal the truth, which is caused light from them and to draw them away from it. So what he's saying is that the hidden codes of Freemasonry is hidden. It's hidden for the, for, for the people that are adept in it. It's hidden and we know at the root it's demonic. Even so more, I know there's probably people thinking, you know, that, you know, people even today may think that this stuff is still conspiracy, but it's like the illusion, the deception can still blind us right before our eyes. But we're in the information age. It's not it's not really it's not hidden anymore because of the consistency of the years. At one point it was. But because of the age that we're in now, God is bringing things to it's coming to an end. It's coming to a place where. Uh, and I mean in a good way. This is not for us to be scared. God wants to usher in his new world. And um, I, I wanted to read something because, like I said, there there was definitely an intent of a lot of a good, like my brother was saying. The intentions weren't evil, but idols will always be perverted. 
there was a person by the name of G.W. Snyder. And he wrote to George Washington. And he was pretty much telling George Washington, you can read it, the, the letters, they have the, the letters that were written to George Washington. They have them posted online. Um, and you can get the transcriptions from the letters because they're hard to read. You can read it online. And George Washington himself, he was a, um, he, he was a master mason um, of Scottish right Freemasonry. And he, somebody wrote to him of the perversion that was happening. Um, um, G.W. Snyder wrote to him that the Illuminati had infiltrated um, Freemasonry and was functioning within the United States and within, and within their lodges. And he talked about the propaganda of homosexuality, of equating man to animals. And some people say, oh, well, Illuminati were just scientists and this and that. But here, this, this man with serious urgency and anxiousness expresses that there was a great evil that was happening and that was perpetrating the system within the United States of America um, to take over. And we'll have to go deeper into this because there's more information I have on this, but we don't have the time within this session to talk about it. But I do want to read um, the, the president's response to um, G.W. Snyder. And his response was this. Reverend, sir, I have your favor for the 17th instant before me. And my only motive troubles you with the receipt of this letter. It is to explain and correct the mistake which I perceive, the hurry in which I am obliged, often to write letters have led you into. It was not my intention to doubt that the doctrines, this is President um, Washington, the doctrines of the Illuminati and the principles of Jacobinism had not spread in the United States. On the contrary, no one is more fully satisfied of this fact than I am. The idea I meant to convey was that I did not believe that the lodges of Freemasons in this country had, a, had as societies endeavored to propagate the diabolical tenets of the first or the pernicious principles of the latter, the evil principles of the latter. If they are susceptible of separation, the individuals of them may have done it, and that the founder or instruments employed to found the democratic societies in the United States may have had these objects and actually had a separation of the people from their government in view. It's too evident to be questioned. So basically, he's a, the president is acknowledging that, that this is happening. And though he didn't believe that um, Freemasonry was started with this intention he do believe that it, he did believe that it was infiltrated um and the illuminati used it as his cover-up used freemasonry as his cover-up now to degree i don't personally know if 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 the president at the time was in on it and he knew about it and maybe he was just trying to cover up and be, i don't know but i i don't believe that that was in his intention i just believe that good things not under the submission and yieldness to god and his spirit will lead to perversion so i don't know i can't say i don't i don't believe so i believe that his heart was what could could have been with the intention with the intention of of expanding god's order but done in the flesh can never reap forth the fruit that god intended to and it will always be a playground of satan
my brother, do you have any closing words for us before we um, we go out? Because I want our listeners to know that what's the point of saying this is that the enemy will always build up other leaders to perpetrate God's higher order. They call themselves master builders. If you guys don't know, the Solomon's temple, um, Solomon's temple, it was it's belief. If, if you do some research on Knights Templar, it's believed that they controlled Solomon's wealth, his treasure. And it's believed if you controlled Solomon's treasure, his wealth, or his knowledge, that you, you yielded the power to control the world. And Knights Templar is something that it advanced, advanced to the to um to the Masonic order. It's um it inspired. And they, they, they continued on with the baton of their principles and their beliefs. And it's believed that they hold the treasure, the knowledge of, of Solomon, the wisdom, and therefore controlling the world. Now, if you don't know, in Revelation, it talks about, um, in the, by the New World Order, it talks about the mark of the beach, which is 666. That is not the first place we see these numbers. The first place we see these numbers is in Kings and Chronicles, where it talks about Solomon receiving gold in the number of six, six, six. So there you see the treasure of Solomon, right? You see the riches of Solomon in the number of the mark of the beast in Chronicles and in Kings. So this link of in encryption of this number, which is the power of man, six, six, six is the power of man. The number three is the power, is means is equates to power. The number six is, is man. Six, six, six is the power of man. They believe to if you control these riches, you control the world. So this order is being propagated through something that was originally in his tent meant to establish God's order. The devil, through, I can say through Solomon's mistakes and fallings from God, the devil, the devil was able to use a hedge and now perpetrate God's order on the earth. But God is redeeming that because through our master builder, Jesus, the true master builder, praising uh, uh, uh. the church to establish an apostolic government to usher in the age of this new world, to establish and influence a society of greatness. We didn't even get to talk about Rosicrucian, who established the Rosicrucian order. And not only was he um, Sir Francis Bacon, Sir Francis Bacon was not only Rosicrucian, he was also Shakespeare. That might blow some people's minds. They don't. This is information. I, I can't even break it down. We have to do another podcast. He was Shakespeare and he infiltrated these different spheres of its society to um, establish a higher order to create and restructure society, which is what people in, in higher societies are trying to do. My brother, we have a minute and a half. Do you have any closing words for us as we yes. close out? I think we have to do a part two. All right. Uh I want to give all the listeners, I want to talk to you one thing. Solomon, yes, he could have been a part of what y'all would say as Masons, but I want to talk to you about the stone, the cornerstone that the builders rejected, all you master builders. My Lord. My Lord. His name is Jesus. My Lord. Come in and accept him. Ask for forgiveness. He said, well, sin the bound grace did much more. That means there's that, that means that when he went to the cross, he covered you in the blood of Jesus Christ, Yeshua Amashiach. I love you. He loves you regardless of what may happen in your life in the past. Give it to him and let him bring you anew. Amen. Amen. Well, 
We're coming to a close. Join us every Tuesday um, for our podcast. We're going to bring you spiritual development. We're going to um, we're going to establish the new world here and now. We're going to usher it in by our the words on our lip. We're going to change the season. We're going to change the atmosphere. We're going to make it conducive for the rulership of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to change the economic state in our society and urban communities. We're going to usher in the revival that God wants to bring to the earth that will start with the poor in spirit, the gems and the hairs of his kingdom. We love you and God bless. See you next Tuesday.